0: Yeah, I mean, I've helped my clients. Oh, you know what another really popular trigger is that nobody thinks about? Brushing your teeth in the morning is a trigger. Mm. Because you come out of a dead sleep, you're completely relaxed. For most people, they get up, they walk into the bathroom, and then they do this. You know, they're like dead lifting. Yeah,
1: squatting, deadlifting, yep
0: um so that just sort of mindless bending over to spit into the sink and or if you like bend over and put your your mouth under the faucet that's a bend and twist first thing in the morning when you're certainly not warmed up so i i there's several people that i know who have hurt their back brushing their teeth
1: it's the health in the real world podcast it's time to start the show with chris jenky as your host here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by Hello and welcome to the Health in the Real World podcast. I'm Chris Jenke, joined today by Deneen Vigiano. Uh, Danine is a 23-year veteran of the therapeutic movement and nutrition industry. Deneen, welcome.
0: Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Hey, everyone.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, give us a little bit more of a background about who you are, uh, what you've been up to in those 23 years, and, uh, and what you help people with.
0: Yeah, so I... Um got my start, you know, after college, I was a corporate person, I actually worked on Wall Street for 10 years, uh, internationally, and then made a switch into the yoga industry. And then from the yoga industry, uh, started studying anatomy and injury management. And so sort of that was my trajectory. Um, I came through yoga, and then yoga tune up and then anatomy studies. And then somewhere along the line, somewhere in uh, the early 2000s, um, my mom died and i had a kid and then i had really bad back pain and that was my introduction to the back pain industry and um and and i was like wow there's got to be a better way than what all these people are doing in the back pain industry this is not helpful for me as sort of a do it do it yourself kind of therapeutic training. I'd been working in nutrition for 10, 10 years already, and nobody could tell me what I could eat or what shoes I should wear or how I should sit or kind of all the practical questions. Uh, and that's so that's sort of what motivated me to focus on back pain.
1: Yeah, definitely a, a good motivator because back pain, I mean, it affects a lot of people and it's debilitating in, in a lot of instances um, and I think you labeled it correctly, the back pain industry, it is an industry now. And it sounds like you take sort of like a common sense approach to it though. What are, what are sort of some of the elements that go into having a healthy and pain-free back?
0: Yeah. So that's, um, there are, so, Here's what gets my goat. What gets my goat is that, so I just went on a walk this past weekend with a bunch of friends. One of the friends um, is a medical professional and another friend is not. And the other friend had back pain and called the medical professional and the medical professional gave her anti-inflammatories. And she's feeling better. And she was able to go on this walk with us. So most people that come through with back pain, um, you're the primary care provider doesn't know anything about back pain, and they can give you a prescription for maybe an antispasm or anti inflammatory. Um, But most people just don't know what is at their disposal disposal like what's available to them besides drugs or Advil or pharmaceuticals or painkillers. And there are hundreds of like there's thousands of things that we can do for ourselves all day every day that can not only relieve back pain, but there's lots of things we can be doing all day, every day that can prevent and help us manage back pain better. So um, part of what I do that's a little different is that I'm not the person to say here, go home and do these three exercises. I'm not the person to say you have to strengthen your core. Um, when I work with my clients, the first thing I, we talk about is pain. And I understand what their relationship to pain is, how they respond to it, how they understand it, Um, how in tune with their body, they are and understanding what their body is telling them. Um, And then after they sort of create this new relationship, this new dialogue with um, sensations in their body, then we can find the right tool for the sensation. But until you know, you know, if everything coming at you, and this is great for your listeners, um, if everything coming at you is like pain, 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 and it's all a five alarm fire then how do you know, like, how do you know? How do you know what to do for it? Right? And so, so some of the things we do, there's a, the traditional back pain industry is based on sort of a mechanistic model, whereby um, you have a herniated disc, or you have stenosis a narrowing of the spinal canal. And there is a thing going on in your spine. And so we are going to give you this that's going to help it. So there's a than be because of this mechanical error, but your back pain is not. It's not just a mechanical error. It it is influenced by everything. It's influenced by how you sleep. It's influenced by how you get in and out of your car if you drive, which shoes you're wearing, which exercises you're doing or not doing, how much rest you're getting, what your inflammatory load is, um, what your support network is like at home, right? So. Everything that affects your life affects your back. And so the, the easier fix, people think, oh, I just want three exercises that I can do, or I just want, you know, core strengthening for my back. The easier path is actually looking at everything and sort of piling things up so that they're not disturbing you anymore.
1: Right. So right. you
0: know, I look at back pain kind of like a game of Jenga. Nice. <laughs> And so how many things are you doing that are aggravating your back? And if we start to remove some of the aggravants and add in some more positive things, you know, sometimes you don't, sometimes you don't really even need a diagnosis or an MRI or an X-ray because a lot of the same concepts can be applied across various back pain with the exception of nerve related disorders and spondylolisthesis.
1: Right, plus there's, I don't know what the number is, but I'm pretty sure it's above 50%. I saw this recently that uh, there's a huge percentage of people who are living with a bulging or herniated disc. Don't even know it. Like they don't have pain. So I always ask people who start working with me as a, as a training client, do you want to get rid of your bulging disc or do you want to get rid of your pain? Now, obviously we want to do both. Now I can't get rid of their bulging disc, but like you i can help them get rid of their pain uh everyone's like i don't care if i have a bulging disc if i don't know about it if everyone else has one too so it's very interesting though that mechanistic model that you talk about and your friend prescribing your other friend anti inflammatories it's interesting to me so you you're probably a lot like me in that okay well aren't you going to ask the next question why is it hurting in the first place why can't i walk but most people don't ask that question
0: well uh from from the perspective of the medical professionals or the physical therapists the the businesses so we talked about back the back pain industry right Right. so when you go see a therapist or a chiropractor or a doctor or somebody for your back not only are they not trained in what i do but they don't their businesses are not set up for ongoing coaching, troubleshooting, accountability, and support. Right. And so if you give somebody a program and then send them off on their way, chances are something's not gonna work in the program or they're gonna have a setback or, you know, I I mean, I really think that um, having somebody to turn to and help you troubleshoot, um, a lot of people get caught up with both the pain and then catastrophizing like, am I going to be disabled forever? And I have to say, you know, my demographic, the people I've been working with recently, uh, they aren't, these are not like your, I I went to the gym, and I pulled my back people, these are people who have like intractable pain, who have a very Mm. complicated medical history, and nobody else has been able to help them. These are people with um, spondylolisthesis and spinal fusions and stenosis. And you know, it's just a pileup of diagnoses. Um, and yeah. with that pileup of diagnoses is also a pileup of noxious languaging from the radiology report or from the doctor or from the physical therapist and everything that somebody says to you when you're in pain, it carries a lot of weight and a lot of meaning. So I, right. my clients are being told you're always going to have pain until you have surgery or you have the spine of an 80 year old.
1: <laughs> right. You'll that, never right, right, that's again. Yeah. 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 And, and pain is a very, um, a very big motivator. Uh, people do a lot to get out of pain. And if they hear somebody who is an expert, even, even if they're not, but if they're a medical doctor, uh, then yeah, you're right, that's gonna carry a lot of weight. So what do you do to transition them sort of out of that? Because again, there's a, whole, there's a whole industry on back pain there's a lot of beliefs out there that are not gonna help somebody get healthy. There, so how, how do you go about transitioning somebody maybe out of that and starting to see that there might be a different way?
0: Yeah, so that's a great question. I love that. Um, my whole purpose and the name of my online program is called Back Rehab Boss, because I wanna share with you as much as I know, as much as I can, so that you are as well informed and confident as you can be so that you have tools and you have information. I mean, part of the problem is that the people who have back pain, they don't know, they're not familiar with spinal anatomy. They're not familiar with the diagnoses. It's all, it's all Greek. And so you can get a diagnosis, but there's no, there's no context. And there's no empowerment to the diagnosis, the diagnosis is you have degenerative disc disease, which is like oh well you're 56 and your discs have smushed because of gravity and like your age, but you know everybody gets that right Right. So, so. So my goal is really to empower people with the skills to both understand what their body is telling them. Um, to be able to find the right tools, we build a nice toolkit, we do things together that are stretching and and therapeutic self massage and breathing and I look at their activities of daily living, so we go over how they sit, stand, sleep, uh, drive, you know, if they're an opera singer I go over how they're doing their opera warm ups, if they're driving two hours a day I look at how they drive their car. Uh, I worked with somebody who is a ballroom dancer who had a whole a whole structural thing going on because he spends half his life like this right mm-hmm. so depending on what your lifestyle habits are we troubleshoot what you were doing a lot there, whether it's parenting. So we look at all of those things and we kind of pluck out the aggravants. and for a lot of my clients i'll tell you straight up I work with a lot of women. And a a lot of the aggravants have to do with housework. Like housework is freaking hard. It's like an Olympic sport.
1: It is. Um, It's very laborious.
0: Vacuuming and, you know, reaching over and cleaning a tub. Like those things are, that's really bad for your back. Um,
1: It actually is an Olympic sport, isn't it? Don't they do the, like the, they sweep in front of the ball (laughs) on the ice, right? That's like, that's what they do. It's like, it's like they're cleaning the ice for the thing for the puck
0: <laughs> that's very funny
1: sorry i had to add that in yeah i the the housework bending twisting awkward angles doing that repetitive work for hours yeah, and hours and
0: we're trying to get it done as fast as we can and nobody's really paying attention like nobody taught them to watch how you're using your body while you're doing housework it's not the two right. things so in my experience people with back pain they're not really thinking about everybody knows that oh i'm sitting at my desk too much like that's Everybody knows that's a trigger, but a lot of people don't think about um how they're how they're using their vacuum, for example, as a trigger for pain or that their shoes might be having an effect on their pain, or that their diet might be um also having an effect on their pain and and that one the diet's it's actually pretty simple it's really it's it's really the inflammatory load the more inflammation you have the more sensitized you're going to be for pain.
1: Right, right. So you've mentioned um, all these triggers, diet uh, and eating more anti-inflammatory, shoes, sitting. Uh, we've mentioned like chores, vacuuming, et cetera. Uh, what, what are some of the other triggers that just uh, stress, I would imagine, right? Psychological, yeah. right? What are any other ones that you can, just off the top of your head that maybe we can talk to people about?
0: Um, You know, how you're sitting has a huge, has a huge effect, both how and how much you're sitting and how and how much you're exercising.
1: Those are big ones. Yes. Uh, One thing that occurred to me when you were talking about, you know, vacuuming and just cleaning in general, these positions, and depending on how much time people are going to be doing this, you know, that same person who's doing all that vacuuming might have go to the gym on their calendar for later in the day, right? Sort of like not necessarily seeing that, that vacuuming, that cleaning time, that scrubbing the windows is an exercise, right? Let's work our muscles. And, and you know, you can, if you have a smartwatch, you can track how much of an exercise that is, because for some people, it may not be very challenging. For others, it might be. But it's, it's sort of like creating, I, I like what you're doing. You're creating like an integrative approach. This is not... You know, back pain doesn't exist in a vacuum. Um, God, we've said the word vacuum 300 times in this podcast already. But, um, you know, it's integrative. There's everything kind of comes into play, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I've helped my clients. Oh, you know what another really popular trigger is that nobody thinks about? Brushing your teeth in the morning is a trigger. Mm. Because you come out of a dead sleep, you're completely relaxed. For most people, they get up, they walk into the bathroom, and then they do this you know, they're like they're deadlifting. spitting in the sink. Yeah,
1: squatting, deadlifting, yep.
0: Um, so that just sort of mindless bending over to spit into the sink and, or if you like bend over and put your, your mouth under the faucet, that's a bend and twist first thing in the morning when you're mm-hmm. certainly not warmed up. So I, I, there's several people that I know who have hurt their back brushing their teeth.
1: Yeah, other, other triggers are, uh, I've heard people bending over to pick up like a pen off the floor. Same thing. It's that squatting motion. And uh, it's really important, I think, for people to remember that squatting is not bad at all. In fact, squatting is a great motion. It's how prepared are you at that moment in time? And like you said, you're, you've just woken up you're and you're squatting, twisting. That's maybe not the right time to be doing that. So do you have a pre-toothpaste morning routine that you do? Do you get up and stretch? Do you reach overhead? Do you is there something that you personally do?
0: Um, well, I mean, at this point, I've, I've finally gotten myself to the point where I'm doing some really hard workouts. Um, so here's, this is a great tip for, for your listeners. Um, for the toothbrushing the tooth thing, I generally recommend that my clients get a cup and put it on the sink and stop bending over first thing in the morning.
1: Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. takes care
0: of that problem. Easy. Um, the, the other issue is that, um, sorry, I have something in my eye is that when you, um, when you sleep and I've written an article on my, you can find it on my website, it's all about compression of the spine. There's, I have a two part series called spinal decompression. Your, your intervertebral discs are hydrostatic. And that means that when you come off of gravity and you lay down, there's fluids that sort of flow back into your discs and the discs get a little bit more plump while you're sleeping. So, that's why people are a little taller in the morning than they are after an eight hour workday, for example. Um, so, because of that, and let's say you're somebody who has some nerve compression or some impingement or um, a desiccation or a degeneration of your discs, the discs are getting a little bit flatter. When your, discs, um, when your discs get flatter, the bones get a little closer together and it could put a little impingement on the nerves. What this means is when you wake up in the morning and you've got a little extra fluff in these spaces because of the hydrostatic properties of your discs, you need to give your body time in the morning to acclimate to being upright. So generally I tell my clients don't start working out for if you can 45 minutes to an hour after you wake up. Um, I know that I personally, especially in my twenties, would roll out of bed and work out. That was like, I'm gonna get it done immediately. Right. Um, and that's actually really not so great for your spine if you've got some stuff going on. If you're in your twenties and there's no pain and you have no issues, it's probably okay. But once you already have some impingement and some stiffness upon waking, um, you know, the tendency is to wanna to wake up and stretch. But really, the best thing yes. for you is just to wake up and walk around your house, walk around your apartment. If you want to go outside and get some sun and walk around, walk around the block. That is really the best thing you can do in the morning. And then once you're warmed up, then you can stretch or lift or do exercises. But give yourself a good minimum half an hour walking around.
1: Perfect. Yeah, that's good. Good practical advice. Nice, uh, Danine. What? How would you close out with this question? I'm going to go really big picture. I like. Um, letting you get letting you become a motivational speaker in front of uh, let's say like a college graduation. You're the motivational speaker giving a talk on how you think they can get the most out of their life from your kind of your perspective, your experience.
0: In general or as it pertains to back pain?
1: I'd say in general, both in general and you can get specific to back pain, but uh, go really big picture here. So, like somebody who has no back pain, how can they get the most out of their life? So we'll go. We'll go in general. Yeah, in general.
0: Well, this this relates to back pain. It relates to life in general. But whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, you're right. And so for the back pain population, there's a lot of people who get a diagnosis and stop moving. They, they freeze because they don't know what's correct. Um, if you think you can't exercise, or you think you can't climb a mountain, or you think you can't do things, then you won't be able to do them. The only way to find out what you can still do is to trial and error, check it out and baby step into those things that you're afraid of. And um, don't listen to other people. Trust. Learn. Learn to understand yourself and trust yourself, and um, keep moving and stay healthy.
1: Nice. I like how you weave that in too. That was perfect. Uh, all right. So, Dineen, how do people get in touch with you? What's your website, social media?
0: Yeah. So I'm uh, found everywhere on the webs and social media as Retrain Back Pain, and uh, I have an online course called, as, that I mentioned earlier called Back Rehab Boss, and so. Um, If you go to my website and click on programs, you can find yourself there and I also work with people one to one, and this year i'm going to start offering some smaller scale um, little package programs as well, Um, I have a a free video that uh, is also available it's. um, How to manage back flare ups, so if you are someone who has back pain and your back tends to act up every once in a while, um, I think Chris can probably include the link in your show notes.
1: Perfect. And that'll take yep, you right to
0: a free video.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, again, this is Danine Vigiano joining me today on The Health in the Real World podcast. Danine, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks for listening to The Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and
1: subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.